We would like to welcome you all to church today, those who are in the building this morning and those who will join us later online. Thank you for joining us for this all-age service. It's good to be able to be in the church building again, but we do have to comply with some guidelines to keep everyone safe. So we do ask you to keep your masks on during the service, and I'm afraid we can't sing along with the worship songs. Um, but you're welcome to stand during the worship if you would like to do that. So as you can see this week, the Friday morning group have organized the service as Mike and Jane have been on holiday last week. Caroline is going to tell you uh, a bit more about our group later, but we have also had a lot of help from the children in preparing this service. And they are going to start our service today by leading us in the Lord's Prayer. So let's all pray silently along with them as we prepare to worship and learn from God. Our Father, who art, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 So our theme this morning is finding resilience in life. In for life in Jesus. And we want to start off by having the children explain to us what resilience is. Resilience is when you keep trying. Resilience is when you don't stop trying something. Is like when you're like, do something and then you go back to it and then you go back to it if it goes wrong and then you go back to it again if it goes wrong again. Resilience is when you bounce back uh, if something goes wrong. It's a bit like what my cat's doing when he keeps on trying to get my plant and then today he finally did and he knocked one of them over, took one right out of the um, pot and he knocked over something that I was trying to propagate. When you bounce back when something goes wrong. Resilience is where somebody tries something and then they don't give up and they keep trying until they get it right, which is basically perseverance and like perseverance is resilience. Good morning everyone. As a member of the Friday morning group, I would like to introduce you to our current members and to let you know what we do. This photograph is from one of our Zoom meetings, uh, a meeting we've had to use recently in order to meet in these restricted times. So let me introduce everyone. Top right is yours truly, yes that's myself, Caroline Bearden. In the middle is Nicola Campbell. And next to Nicola is our newest member, is David Wardrop-White. David joined us uh, most recently. 
Beneath David is Anne Smart, and beside Anne is Carol Ann Alcorn, although most of us know her as Kaz. And next to Kaz is Joy, Joy Davis. And below Joy, we have our couple, um, who are Hazel and Bill Gurley. And next to them is Kirsty Hughes. Now next to Kirsty, she's kept the door open, and that's in case any of you want to come and join us. So please feel free to do that if you would like to. But let me tell you about the group first. The group has been going for over four years. We meet at Anne Smart's house, where she has a lovely big lounge and a beautiful garden. We have truly appreciated God's work as we regularly meet there, and we experience the view over all the four seasons, and you can imagine how beautiful it can be. The birds, the rabbits, the flora and the trees have all been admired and appreciated. We are so grateful to God for these things. More recently, we have been entertained by the newest arrival to the smart household, Molly the kitten. We read books together and we share views each week on individual chapters. Having a school teacher as our host and leader means that housework, housework, homework is required. Maybe she wants us to do housework as well, but we get homework to do every week. Rest assured, this is a simple way to keep us focused and actively thinking about what we are reading. We explore the lives of the early church and look at what can be learned for this current day. One book which has really helped us recently is Resilience in Life and Faith. The focus on how people in the Bible persevered in tough times has given us hope and guidance and food for thought, especially in these challenging times. One of the key benefits of being part of the group has been the opportunity to really get to know one another. From week to week, we get to know what is going on in each other's lives, and we are better placed to support and sometimes challenge each other so that we try to be better individuals to our families and our communities. In preparation for today, I was thinking back to when I sought to join the group. The book of study at that time was Fruitfulness in the Front Line by Mark Green. In studying this book, I realised that God wasn't just for Sundays or for when I chose to say my prayers. I learned that I had to let God come with me to my front line, wherever that was. At that time, I was using the bus to Edinburgh every other week for meetings in the Church of Scotland headquarters. Sometimes I would use the time to read in the bus my book and do my homework for the next Friday session. One day it dawned on me though that my front line was on that bus and talking to fellow passengers and I did talk to them and very often the conversations got round to faith and what was happening in church these days. You see God doesn't live in churches and neither do we. I asked my fellow group members to tell me briefly what the Friday morning group means to them and these are their words. Kaz says that fellowship and learning together in a safe environment, taught with prayer, laughter, sometimes tears, and always coffee and cake. David says, to me, the group means friendship, and it gives me encouragement to behave every day as I believe a Christian should. Bill says, it has given me the opportunity to think about life and religion in a serious but unthreatening way in the company of good friends. 
and from his wife Hazel. In an increasingly secular world, it is a great joy and comfort to explore in depth my Christian beliefs and how I should apply them in my daily life in the company of fellow Christians from whom I have learned a great deal and whom I have come to love and trust completely. From Nicola, the Friday morning group for me is a group of individuals who are committed to support each other and grow in faith and friendship. From Kirsty, the group is welcoming, supportive and refreshingly honest, just as I imagined the early church was. From Joy, I'm relatively new to Bigger. Through the group, I have made caring friends who share my beliefs and principles and are always there for me. We value our time together and trust and support each other during meetings and in our daily lives. And from our leader, I see our group as companions on a journey together, encouraging and supporting each other. As you can see, we all have different views about the benefits of being in a group. So why don't you start a group? We would be happy to share our books and resources and give support. Please think about it. Thank you for listening. Continuing uh, with our theme of resilience, our reading this morning is from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning the shame, and sat down at the right hand throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is the word of God. Amen. Let's pray. I pray, Lord, that as I share the things that we've learned about Jesus' life, that you would help us ponder and build these things into our own lives. So I, I want to share this morning some of the things our group has learned from the book that we've been studying this, this year. Um, it's a book we started at the beginning of lockdown, and it was Jane who originally introduced us to the authors. We all felt the need for resilience as we went through that lockdown period in the early spring. So we decided to read and discuss a different chapter every week as we supported and encouraged each other through that time. I don't know about you, but I feel even more need for that resilience as we face the restrictions we're now living with. Partly, it's just the time of year, the, the darker nights and less opportunities to comfortably meet outside in our gardens or parks. But also, there's a weariness with our ongoing battle against this virus. I think first time round, our lockdown coincided with people trying to raise morale in various ways. I felt hopeful that I would indeed get fitter than I'd ever been with Joe Wicks. That didn't work out. 
And I felt closer to my neighbors as we clapped the NHS workers every Thursday evening. I've been so proud of our local community and the way that people have tried to find ways to help each other. And of course, that's continued to happen. But there's no doubt that people are struggling to cope as many of the things we waited and longed for are forbidden to us again. I found myself rereading this book as I remind myself of some of the things that can help me to stay resilient. The book looks at the lives of many different Bible characters, and as we study their lives and the things that help them to persevere while facing hardships, we learned that the Bible shows us many ways we can develop our own resilience and cope with the challenges that life brings us. Our supreme example, however, is Jesus. And the book explored how Jesus persevered when facing all the pressures he experienced. I haven't included everything that's in the book, but I want to share three things that I have learned from Jesus's life that I think are helpful to build into our lives and help us persevere. And I made these three things into a kind of mind map a drawing which helps me remember. I've brought that with me this morning because I know the children um, are, have come prepared to make their own drawing. And I hope that, as you, that you'll do that as I talk and that you'll add in some of the things that I'm talking about that Jesus had in his life, his friends, rest and relaxation and time with God. And I hope that doing that will help you to recall the way that Jesus kept on going despite the challenges he faced, and maybe help you use the same strategies in your own life. So the first thing is what Caroline has already been talking about this morning, friends. Jesus sought out and made friends who supported him in various ways. Some of these friends provided hospitality to him, opening their homes to him and sharing meals. Some were taught by him, and then were sent out to tell others, but in twos with a friend. A few were more intimate friends who saw Jesus at his most vulnerable moments, as well as sharing the incredible mountaintop experiences. If friends were an important support and valued by Jesus, I know that they are also important for me. And research bears this out. It shows that Giving and receiving support from other people has a positive effect on our mental health. We are called to live in community with each other and strong relationships help us navigate life's difficulties. I found friends were a huge support to me during lockdown. And even when I couldn't physically be with them, we encouraged each other during those long weeks so I drew some of my friends on my mind map. The Friday morning group was an important part of that support. And as we gradually mastered meeting up with Zoom, which did take a little while to, to, for us to do, we found that again, we could find out what was going on in each other's lives and pray for each other and explore the Bible together. We're planning to study the book of Ruth together in the run up to Christmas. And I know that we will continue to be there for each other as we face this strange season together. Jesus also practiced self-care. 
ensuring that he had the resources he needed to keep on going in his intensive ministry. He was surrounded by people who made demands on him, but although he was always willing to be interrupted, he did also set boundaries. He had regular times alone, and he also made sure his disciples took that time to be restored, taking them away from the crowds to rest, eat, and be refreshed. He knew the purpose of Sabbath, and without being legalistic, he took that time to rest and worship. He was also careful not to foolishly expose himself to dangerous situations before his time, uh, the time appointed for him by God. So if Jesus needed that time to rest, we need to also recognize our own need to look after our well-being. The things that restore us and help us gain perspective will vary from person to person, but sleep, healthy food, and exercise are important for us all. We all need to build into our lives the things that bring us that rest and refreshment. I've drawn some of these things in my own mind map, and I know when I make time for these things, they help me cope and feel better about things. We are lucky enough to live in a beautiful part of the world, and I have found being out in nature always seems to restore my soul. I'm sure that the beautiful countryside around Galilee was appreciated by Jesus too. He often commented on the wildlife around him, but he also used those lonely places to find strength from another source, his communion with God, his time with God. Jesus regularly spent time in prayer, listening for God's voice and gaining God's wisdom and direction. In the same way, Jesus' deep knowledge and understanding of the scriptures gave him strength and the ammunition he needed to fight his enemies. We too need that close communion with God to keep us persevering when the road is difficult. When we pray, we invite God into the situations we and others are facing. We also gain understanding and hope as we read God's word and see him at work in the lives of the people in the Bible. Like Jesus, we can find that praying and studying God's word can enable us to stay resilient throughout life's challenges. I found that there are some incredible resources which help me do that during this time. And one that I know Mike has talked about before is Lectio 365, which is an app you can download onto your phone and used to help you to focus on a passage from the Bible and to pray each day. I started using this during lockdown and I found it to be a great way to start my day. So I've added it to my mind map along with a picture of my Bible. The writer of Hebrews encourages us to run with perseverance the race marked out for us, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. Jesus, unlike us, chose to suffer. He could have given up, turned away from Jerusalem and avoided the cruel death he knew awaited him there. But Jesus persisted all the way to the cross because of his desire to save us. Jesus shows us in his own life how to keep on persevering and where we can gain strength. But he also promises that when we invite him into our lives, he will be with us always. 
we can learn from his life and put into practice the things he modeled for us. But our ultimate strength comes from the knowledge of his presence with us, wherever we are and whatever we're going through. That is a promise that is true for us, even when we're isolated from each other at this time. Jesus is our greatest example, our constant companion, and the prize that awaits us at the end of our race. Let's find the resilience he offers and keep encouraging each other to run our race. We're now going to worship again, but I invite you this time to just sit quietly and reflect on the words of the next song. I find often it can be at night when our worries and our troubles seem to crowd in on us. This song reminds us that God can be trusted to watch over us. In your name, we thank you for your presence here this morning. We thank you for this community and the villages around us. We are blessed in being able to meet here in church and also in our homes. Father, we acknowledge that in walking the walk of life with you, this is not just a space created for a Sunday, but in our relationship with you each and every day. We live in a town surrounded by hills, rivers, and beautiful scenery. Thank you that we have indoor and outdoor space to enjoy and for positive relationships throughout all ages. We acknowledge that the outdoor space around us has been a blessing, especially in times of lockdown. Father, show us how we can continue to work together, sharing skills and kindness and learning from each other, whatever our age or circumstance. This morning we pray for our churches in this time of uncertainty. For those who are worried about attending church and those who are experiencing a gap in their lives by not being able to physically enjoy this fellowship. Father, show us how to be resilient in this time of challenge. We acknowledge this morning that people near and far are confused, fearful and weary as we continue to face this pandemic. Help us to share your message, your message of love, your message of hope, your message of eternal life. Father, we pray for our decision makers that they would demonstrate compassion and honesty, putting politics aside and reach out to you for a solution to the many problems we face in this fractured world. We name in the silence of our hearts the people that are known to us who are suffering from ill health. And we uplift to you those who are mourning the loss of a family member or friend. Please surround them with your love and presence. We thank you for the Gillespie Centre, for the staff and the volunteers, and for those who enjoy the hospitality and sharing in this place. You know the concerns around finance and logistics. Father, we seek your guidance 
in the journey to ensure this place doesn't just survive but thrives in the days ahead. And to your glory that may be. As our teachers, our lecturers and support staff continue to adjust to an ever-changing situation, we ask for your protection, for teams to work together to provide safe environments. Our thoughts turn to our school pupils and students at colleges and universities as they cope with this time of change. We pray that physically and mentally this generation will come through the pandemic knowing what is of real value in their lives. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that we are so well served by the teams working in our health centre, Kello Hospital, dentists and our pharmacy, along with the teams of carers in the community. We look around us and our hearts melt as we hear of the loneliness and lack of physical contact due to the pandemic restrictions. We particularly lift up to you those who are living in care settings and sheltered housing or separated from loved ones. Direct our paths, Father God, to demonstrate your love in this time of challenge. We acknowledge the work and commitment of the Community Council and the Bigger Community Action Group. Thank you, Father God, for their passion and professionalism, which through their work and involvement of volunteers continue to enhance the life experience of so many people. Father, we ask that we would slow down, slow down enough to consider what is true and what is real, that we would be less quick to anger, and that we would show appreciation in all situations, that we would love the people we meet, and most of all, we would put our trust in you. May your spirit give us a sense of calmness, a sense of peace and certainty, that whatever we might face this week, that nothing will separate us from your loving presence in our lives. Amen. <laughs>